Welcome to a new episode of the Startup Diaries, brought to you by Burn Sheehan, a leading technology recruitment business in London and the Northwest. In today's episode, we have Ian and Lisa McCartney, co-founders of Playtime. Playtime is a totally new concept in tutoring that makes learning more engaging and effective for children and more affordable for parents. What began as a maths board game for their own children is now an online learning platform aiming to make tutoring accessible for everyone. Husband and wife Ian and Lisa talk us through the journey behind Playtime and how they unexpectedly became founders of a tech startup. They discuss the challenges around building a remote company culture and how to know if you're finding the right fit when hiring, as well as their fundraising journey and navigating it all as non-tech founders. We think it's a good one. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi. Um, do you want to start off by telling us a bit about yourselves and the story behind Playtime? Yeah, um, it, it kind of all started when our children were young um, and they were learning maths at school. We were bringing games home from school um, to teach them and the children are two years apart. So either the older one always won or the younger one couldn't compete with any tears and uh, we had to dumb down. We're quite a competitive family, <laughs> so we wanted something where we could all compete together um, and all be challenged. We couldn't find anything, so we ended up making our own and it really worked. The children really improved their maths. So much so that the, children, the school asked what we were doing um, and we didn't do anything about it really. And then Ian was ill and to give him something to do, we made a few prototypes of the game. Um, and I took them into schools and the teachers were saying every child in the school should have a copy of this game. It's brilliant, it really works. Um, so we thought we've, we've no background. I'm chartered accountant, Ian's a director at Kellogg's. We had no experience <laughs> in game manufacturing, but we, we better make the game. It can help people. So we did, um, and we saw there were 10,000 copies of the game, but people kept saying to us, can you play the game? It's not giving children the game, they're not going to improve. You have to help, obviously help them as they're playing. Um, people kept saying, can you play the game with That's us? a strange thing, isn't it? Families phoning you to tell you, can you play a game yeah. with our children? It's <laughs> an odd thing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> can you come in and play? So um, we said, there must be something in this, you know, learning through play. So we decided to try and see whether we could tutor using games. And we did a, a research project over about 18 months at home and in schools with hundreds of children um, to work out what worked, whether you could choose to do games, and it really worked. But we learnt a lot of really important things from mm -hmm. doing that. We learnt, obviously, anyone who's got children will know that their attention spans are really short. Yeah. <laughs> so after about 15 minutes, they drift off. Um, children really love competition, if it's fair competition, and they've got a, a chance of winning. Um, and they really like competing against each other, but tutoring is much better one-to-one -one because every child is unique, so they have their own needs, so tutoring is much better one-to-one. -one. We realised as well from tutoring that it's quite inefficient. Um, all tutors up and down the country are all doing the same thing. To, do a, uh, to run a, an hour's session, we were probably preparing for about half an hour yeah, right, okay. before, yeah. so it's very inefficient. And it makes it very expensive, so it's out of reach a lot of people so we took all that learning really into playtime didn't we yeah and and that's when so we created playtime we knew we always wanted to have it online um and we we've created what we call focus tutoring mm -hmm. so it's tutoring in focused 15 minute chunks which is around the child optimal attention span and we've just proven with manchester met university that that's actually 25 percent more effective than traditional tutoring oh, right. okay cool yeah so um that's the platform. Yeah, that's where, that's where we're at now. Perfect. So, I guess what what's the vision then for the future of Playtime? So, I think the now we've proven that the core component sort of works and is better than the alternatives. We want to basically become the first name that people think of in learning support. That's what we'd like to do. We'd like to. It's really hard as a parent 
to know what support your child needs. It's really hard to know where to go. A lot of it's word of mouth in a playground. Yeah. We want it to be somewhere that's trusted, the first place you think of, affordable for you, effective. And you know all those things. You know, In a way, the Amazon of education, in a, in a way. Yeah. And we want to basically take that across the UK in all subjects and then go beyond, go in, in, internationally. We'd like to, we know we've got a way of, of scaling very easily and very quickly that involves a network of subject experts. So that's, that's what we'd like to do. We'd like to take it as far as we can, really. Yeah. I'm on the start of that journey, I guess, with a one-year-old. So I imagine yeah. she's... <laughs> sign her up now. Yeah, sign her up now. She's maybe a bit, bit too, uh, too, too young. young for that bit. But no, I think... That's the thing, when you, when you come to it, I think part of the difficulty as a parent, and we've been through it ourselves, is, is, is knowing where to go. And, and, yeah. you, and you, it's a very expensive thing, tutoring. And you, and you might think, well, <coughs> they don't need tutoring, and they don't need that much tutoring, I don't need to spend that much on. And ours is supposed to be saying, well, you don't necessarily need to have tutoring. You can come on the platform and learn and find out where the weaknesses are yourself and, and, and help them yourselves. Or right. you, can, you can just press a button and, and get tutoring. Everything's in one platform, so it's really, really easy for you to spend as little as you need to spend to get as much support as you need basically yeah. yeah and it's really flexible so you can dip in and out you know rather than saying right I have to be tied in for a certain length of time it's really yeah. really flexible for parents because being parents ourselves we know what it's like yeah. <laughs> um, I guess one key thing I'd love to ask by having you both here is what's it like co-founding a business with your other half yeah husband wife partnership <laughs> Shall yeah. I answer? Yeah, go, please go ahead. <laughs> well, both of us can. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, there's, there's pros and cons, obviously. Um, it's somebody that you really trust and is, the, you know, really honest. So if you're making a mistake or you're doing something wrong, they'll be really honest with you, mm. which is really good because you, you know I, you I know that from experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've got, um, we've got the same, you know, morals and values and everything, which is really important, especially in the, our same vision for the company, which is really important. Um, I think we've got the same sense of humour. Yeah. <laughs> and we work quite well together because Ian's like the visionary, if you like, whereas I'm probably being an accountant and much more prudent and, mm. you know, keep his feet on the ground a bit. Yeah. I think um, that's it. I think complementary skills are really important, but having the same belief in what you're doing. If, if one of us believed, oh, I think this is, this is going to be great, and the other one said, well, I'm not, it wouldn't really work out. So you'd find there'd be too many conflicts to deal with. But we're fortunate, I think, that we both have different skills and we yeah. both have the same view of where it can go, which is, which is great, really. Yeah. And it's good that you've got someone to share it with because I think it would be lonely being a you know founder yeah. on your own. It can be quite a lonely place to be. The only problem is we get consumed by it. Yeah. So therefore, if you go to our house, there are many, many things that need to be dealt with that just never get dealt with because both of us are in it together. Yeah. You see, so we never do half the things we should do. But it has it has it definitely has its pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, going from that, actually, because obviously you mentioned earlier, accountant director over at Kellogg's. I'm guessing you're both non-technical then. So how how have you come about to building, a, you know, a technology product? But then how's that been for you as a yeah as a non-technical founder? I think it, that was a challenge. It's a, a huge challenge to start off with, and um, we spent some time trying to work out how best to do it. And one of the things we were conscious of was we could have employed someone straight away. Yeah. But what if they leave? What if they you know where's the support system around it? So we we ended up looking for can we find a partner who will have a team of people who we can use to help us build the initial product. So we, we found a company in Manchester called the Startup Factory, and they helped us um, build that initial product and had the support there to, to, to do that, basically. And I think that's the thing is you need to have somebody to start off with that if you're not technical, you know they know the answers, and you know that if one person leaves their company, there's somebody else. You're yeah. not 
you know, we, we've been in a situation before where, you know, you go so far down the road and the person leaves and it's like, what do I do now? Mm. And that, that isn't the case in the way we did it. So it's, it's challenging. It's also made me um, do a coding <laughs> course. So I've started right. to learn coding purely because I, I want to know, I want to know more about it. I want to be able to do more of it myself. And, and I'm gradually learning, you know, how, how it works and everything, which is a good thing. But we ha it has meant that we've ne obviously needed TSF's help as well for recruiting because we don't know, you know, when we're recruiting technical people, obviously we know the culture and whether we yeah. like them and fit in, but the technical yeah. side. But I think also it's a, it's a, a company's a balance of skills. So it's, it's almost like, whereas it's, it's a tech company in the sense it's built on tech, if we didn't have someone in new finance, we'd have a problem in finance. If we didn't have someone, you know, yeah. It, yeah. there's a whole range of skills that are needed to run it. That's just one that, that we were short of when we started. But we bring a, a, you know, a different range of skills to the table. And then gradually, then hopefully we can build our own tech team. And we've started doing that now. And yeah. hopefully we can get bigger and bigger. Do you feel now that you can, with the help of Startup Factory, that you can actually talk with the technology side of things a little yeah. more? Do you understand it a little bit yeah, better? Yeah, I understand it a lot. And I think, I think that's the thing is now we've, we've more or less you know, sort of broken away from TSF in terms of their support. So we, our, our tech guy, brilliant, you know, really, really good guy, great. I mean, it's, we hired somebody who didn't work out, and then we've, we've got another guy who's, who's, who's great, talked to him all the time, talking technical speak that I never thought I'd talk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's good, but I, I understand a lot more about it now, which is, which is really helpful. Yeah. So it's, it's been a, a journey that uh, is challenging, but fortunately I think it's, we're, we're at a, a much better place now. Yeah. Awesome. One, one of the things I think where you're at in your journey at the moment is that you're looking into a fundraise. Be really interested to find out how you've found this process so far and what sort of challenges you've come across. It's challenging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it. I think it's challenging, and in, in a number of in a number of ways. In the smallest sort of way, you know, preparing a deck, for instance. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the number of versions of decks that I've done and the number of different opinions of people have of decks you know so <laughs> this should be and that should be and this should be and it's kind of you go around a lot a lot of time is spent doing things like that and then I think contacts are really important mm -hmm. having a contact that will open a door for you to, yeah. just to have a chat is really really useful because once you talk something through it's a lot easier than seeing something on paper I think the, one of the slight things with decks is in our area there are you know you take edtech people think they know everything about tutoring or teaching or learning they know it already yeah. therefore they don't read the finer details if and, and I think people spend there's an expectation if you're in a pharma company it's going to take a lot of investment before it comes to market there's an expectation in learning it's going to be really easy to get off the ground and launch it and get it but if you're doing something that's quite large and also I mean I believe can fundamentally change the way it works it takes a bit more and you can't get that across it in a deck as easily as speaking to someone and showing them and saying yeah. this is how it works this is what it does this is why we are following the strategy we're following. So just having those contacts, massively important. And I think uh, you know, that's something, the more contacts we can get to speak to people, the easier that, that journey becomes. But it is, it's hard, it yeah. takes a lot of your time. Yeah, now we did um, a recent episode with Lizzie Lord from PwC and she spoke about kind of fundamentals of a, of a pitch deck in that episode. And it was actually quite eye-opening. The time spent by people reviewing it, it's like you get two to three minutes and then they're yeah. probably on to the next one. So you, the time that you put into it yeah. and the time that's actually reviewed for is quite... It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and some people say, you know, some people say the, the, team, is the, the team is the most important thing. And then so you, you put that at the top and then somebody else says oh, yeah. the, 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 the vision is the most important thing. And then someone says you, your current situation is the most important. So it's like, what do you put at the top? I've got, I've got 15 tops. Yeah. <laughs> 
the joys. Uh, I think one of the things that you mentioned that you're really passionate about is getting the culture of the business right. Obviously, you've kind of set it as a you know, husband and wife as well. Like it's, there's a, it probably remnates a bit from that, and especially it being a fully remote business. You're obviously starting to hire team members, hire developers in particular. How have you ensure, yeah, ensured that you're finding the right fit for the business? Yeah, I mean, the, the people, it, it's the most important thing. I mean, when we're just talking about hiring a tech person, we do, the, we interview them as a person first yeah. rather than the tech. Um, and and the, the strap line for our business is helping you to be your best. And I think we want to carry that through to everybody in the team as well. We've been so lucky because we've got a really great team. Um, and hopefully, you know, we want to encourage that we have a daily stand up. Um, with them, so although we are all remote, we do you know speak to them daily mm -hmm. at least once a well, loads of times a day. Um, but we, we'd like to have more in person. I know we were just talking earlier. It's so important to have those in person yeah. connections because I think the culture, like you say, is is really important. But I think you can tell a lot from talking to someone. Fifteen minutes is a really good length of time. But I think as well. I think I mean the people who are, who are more fortunate, the people we've got now. Again, they need to share the. We talk about us. They need to share the same idea, the vision. I mean, it's a startup. Yeah. It's it's not risk free joining a startup, and yeah. they need to sh believe in what we're doing. And 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 they do. And sometimes you think they believe it more than we do. And you know, when you hear them speak, yeah. there's some people really passionate about yeah. it, really keen, yeah. really really want to make it work because they can kind of see what it's trying to do. And and I think that's great. I think it'd be much harder if you had someone who's just there for, you know, a nine to five, and yeah. you know, come on, the, the people we've got. I believe in it more and I think that's really important yeah. and it's also quite light-hearted as well I think you need that when you're remote having a sort of shared yeah. same sense of humor and all that that's really important mm. which is which is what we've got are you, are you seeing it in the interview process that they're brought in or are you identifying things that you think gets them to that kind of was it, I remember referencing Alexa from Startup Factory obviously we did a I did a meet up with him and spoke on a panel with him and he said like no one's all necessarily going to be as excited and just bought into your yeah project your business as you are but it sounds like you're actually identifying people that are growing in time possibly or are they finding it in the interview process that they're picking up on it and getting excited what's kind of helping you make that decision on who to hire I think it depends. I don't think there's one thing on it. it's not a formula for every person I think yeah. it's different things on different people I mean certainly one of the guys he'd you know who's, who's joined us he'd researched us before we met he knew what we were doing mm. he was really you know he was bubbly enough with, with us about yeah. it because he, he really sort of like got it before we even spoken to him and you kind of think oh okay he, he, he can. and you could be just be saying that just because it's an interview but but we were delving deeper than that and he, he did actually sort of believe in what he was doing and I think different I people have different ways. For, for the tech world as well I mean you know uh, the guy we've got now he was coming up with ideas of things you could change and you mm -hmm. could improve before we'd even you know within sort Brilliant. of 10 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which shows that they're really keen and I think you know, about know, it. Yeah. There's, no, yeah. there's no formula as such but you know, hopefully, and, and and we don't just have you know. It's, we have an initial thing, we have a tech thing, then we have a follow up thing. Between those three things, we, I mean, it's been really fascinating for me sitting on a tech interview because uh, it's it's language I don't understand, but you can read sort of body language a little bit and you can see how they interact with people. And that's really really just almost like as a bystander watching people interact is, has been really informative about the right sorts of people really. Mm. And I think we are really open and we're happy to discuss any, you know, there's no real hierarchy within the team, is no. there, at the moment, so we're happy to discuss things. So we've got, it's got to be people that you can communicate with and you can share ideas and, you know, so that, that's really important. Yeah. I think. And go, going into the bit about meeting up, I mean, from my point of view, I think it's going to, it doesn't have to be a regular thing, but 
it will help with retention. I think when you're building rapport, it's, it's nothing better than just being in a room, you know, even if it's having a cup of tea, yeah. being collaborative, but using the time wisely. So it's, I think that's something in, that's always quite close to my heart, the retention aspect. You know, as a recruiter, yeah. we get torn to shreds if someone basically leaves in the first three months and it's a shared responsibility from client and from uh, the candidates to really make that work. But we're you know, eagerly watching and keeping an eye on yeah. things and trying to help <clears throat> encourage that. So I think early days, especially, um, in a world obviously more remote, like things can frustrate you remotely. Mm. That maybe the, if you, you need to build a report, someone can come to you early days and go, "I'm not happy with this. This needs sorting," so that those early sort of that smoothness yeah. and then yeah. and the onboarding happens. So that would be interesting to see see how it goes for you both in that, in that yeah. iron plan. That's exciting. Well, I, I mean, I think we'd like to do more face to face. I think that's yeah. one of the things. Being remote and hugely busy yeah. <laughs> means sometimes you can tend to forget to do mm. those kinds of things. So it's something we'd like to do more. And and you know. Having access recently with the exchange to the, to the bonded warehouse means we can possibly do that yeah. more often, which would be great. Get everybody yeah. into Manchester and yeah. so do more. I think yeah. it's an awesome building. So like yeah. it will definitely attract people into <laughs> yeah. into the business. Um, I think one of the things for us as well, I'd love to dive into and ask you is what's been the biggest challenge in your career then to date? For for me, a career, my whole career has probably been dealing with illness. So I was mm-hmm. I, I was a, a director and. Um, I got Lyme disease in 2008, the year that we made the first game. Uh, I tried to work for the next four years um, and I was ill every day. Um, I uh, ended up having three months off work, which right. turned into two and a half years right. before I was better, well enough to go back. And that's when I remember sitting one day, this is when we started to look at doing, doing ply time. And I remember sitting one day in a plastic chair in a primary school. And I said to Lisa, I said, I, just looked, I, said, I looked at my diary, I said, and two years before this, or three years before this, I said I was on a, um, a board meeting on the, on the Bosphorus on a yacht. <laughs> right. I said, I'm now in a plastic chair. <laughs> and, I said, and Lisa just turned to me and said, ah, oh, but a year ago, you couldn't even have been here. So it was kind of, it was a really big thing to deal with. And then when I went back to, to work in my uh, original career, um, <clears throat> things had changed. We'd, we'd done this. I kind of believed in this more than more than anything else, really. And I kind of... It wasn't the same feeling when I went back, and I knew I wanted to do this. So massive, massive impact, really. Yeah, I think I think for me probably was um, I, I had a very successful career. I was a chartered accountant. I thought career was everything, and then realising that actually I probably wanted a family, and so stopping to be a stay-at-home mum was quite a big a big thing. Um, and I remember a friend of mine said to me, and I said, "Oh, stop giving up a career." And she said, "You're doing the most important job. You're bringing up mm. the next generation." And I kind of think that's sort of how we've gone with this because yeah. you're making a real difference and when you can see that you are helping children and making a difference I think that's really what we've carried into yeah, the business yeah, yeah. 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 No, I don't think my wife's going through that yeah, aspect now yeah. yeah like balance she's a, she's a GP so it's like balancing time spent in the surgery and then I think GPs are known at the moment for apparently not giving away enough, like having enough time for patients, which definitely is not the case, but yeah. she works late into night doing all the admin stuff as well, and then yeah. she doesn't get as much time on her. Yeah. So we have to rotate. There's daddy daycare day on a Monday, where it's my responsibility outside of nursery hours, and yeah, yeah. I think it's starting, she doesn't listen to this podcast, but I think it's starting <laughs> to uh, show a little bit of strain on her, yeah. to be honest. It's a hard juggling It's, it's it. hard, it really and is. especially, I think the more, you know, the higher you set your standards, the harder it is, really, because... Yeah. You want to do everything really, really well to the best of your ability and yeah. something's got to give. <laughs> yeah, I've certainly found it hard. Last 12 months, coming home yeah. and then, I guess I, previously I wanted to decompress and just stare at a screen, but then it's like, no, actually, it's time for me to spend with Lily before she goes to sleep. And yeah. it's like, 
and you, her attention span, she's bored within five minutes <laughs> of like me playing you know, something with her. After she throws the next book at me, and it's like, oh, right, okay, all right, this one now. But no, it's interesting. I, I'm actually quite interested to ask um, your children. How are they following the development of the business? Are they, or is it just something in their flight they don't think no, about? They, 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 they definitely think about it. They definitely follow it. I mean, our son at the moment, he, he's. He's doing the coding course Amazing. with me. He, yeah. He's doing it because he wants to. He wants to have his own business, so he's really keen through that. And I was saying to him, going back to your earlier question about finding a partner, I said the best thing you can do now is learn how to build it. Yeah. I said learn the tech side of it now, yeah. and then you can, you've got some. So out of my experience, he's doing that, and he's he's really keen. So it, and he keeps coming up with TikTok adverts and videos that he's making. Saying, "Now try this one." Yeah. <laughs> he's re he's really really keen on it, isn't he? Yeah, and and equally, I mean, Alice just started at university, and she's already come up with a list of people that she thinks would be able to tutor. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> tutor. Yeah. So I think she wants to sign them up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope she's not on commission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final question we always ask on the podcast is obviously as founders, we love to ask this question. But what's the one bit of advice uh, that you give to someone who's looking to start a, bit, a new business for themselves today, tomorrow? What should they think about? Passion, passion. I think. I think you've got to you've got to believe in what it is you're doing because it's it is not easy, mm -hmm. and um, there are plenty and plenty of challenging times. And if you didn't believe in it, mm. then it's easy to stop. And I think for me, mine's, mine's a sort of very deep seated belief in what we're trying to do, and yours is a similar kind. So you kind of carry on when a lot of people I think will stop. And we, you know, I think you need that. You need that passion and belief in what you're doing. That'd be my one single piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah, and I think probably find someone to support you as well. You need support. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. You've got it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we hear that one quite a lot. I think it's yeah. something that we love to share in particular because it's a lonely job. It, yeah. If you, especially if you're a solo founder and having a mentor or someone to yeah. to go into business with, like yeah. in those moments of, it's not always a straight forward journey is it I'd imagine yeah, for you no. and yeah you need a shoulder to cry on <laughs> once in a while no. or somebody to just understand <laughs> yes exactly no I think that's a, it's a really great point to wrap up on and thanks both of you for joining thanks us thanks very much you enjoyed yeah, thanks it thanks for having us yes Thanks. thank you awesome.